0: the captain of the ship wouldn't have the faintest idea where the on off switch is he doesn't know how to start the ship probably he doesn't know where to turn the engines on i don't mean in the control room but actually down in the engine room how do you start the engine he probably have the faintest idea and he doesn't need to because that's not his job his job is to not steer the ship but tell the person who steers which way to go Hello, and we are
1: talking with Chief Vacation Instigator, David Warlow. He is going to be speaking with us about not being in your business, but instead of being on your business, he is going to be telling us about how he had a brand new business and he was able to take a two whole week vacation. In this day and age with being Always on, always connected, always answering texts, always in the online cloud workspace. There's that fear that you can never get away from work. You can never get away from your boss. If you take a vacation, you'll be flooded with messages, and we don't want that. We want to have a a business that supports our lifestyle. We can provide value. We can earn our money, help others, but then also have the freedom to take a break and rest and relax and take a vacation. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So David, how the heck are you? It's great talking to you.
0: I'm really great. Thanks, Robert. And hope uh, you are the same. It's good to be back again, and it's nice to see ReConnect for, for a few minutes, even if we don't have a lot of time today, but it's been a while, so I'm pleased to be having a chat and see how we can help people throughout the world with ideas of how you can be not tied to your job, not to your job, but how you can have a business that doesn't tie you down as you would be tied down if you had a job.
1: Yes. And you worry about that when you hear about uh, like Robert Kiyosaki and like this idea of the cash flow quadrant, where yeah. if you're an employee, your time is not your own. And then many people say, I want to be a business owner. I want to make the jump to setting in my own hours. But then many times there's that trap, that entrepreneurial trap of then having working more hours for less money and less freedom. And you say, what gives? I thought that this was the path to more freedom, but then you fall backwards. So what's the problem here and how do we bust ourselves out of it?
0: I think a lot of people, as you say, get this idea, I want to work for myself and be my own boss. Now that's great philosophy, but when you move from being the, as Michael Gerber says, the technician to the manager, to the entrepreneur, that is a three-step path. If you're a great technician, that's fine. And you can be earning X dollars, that doesn't mean you've got to be a great entrepreneur or manager. You need to learn those skills. Now, I say we left a brand new business for two weeks. So how do you do that? You can't just go in You could just go, but that'd be pretty silly because your business could collapse around you. But basically, you need to build and put in place the systems to allow you to step away from the business so that it can basically run itself. And you just need to have that hand on the tiller to make sure that everything continues in the in in the correct vein and in the direction that you've set so that things don't go off course. And if they do go off course, then you do the course correct and get it back on back in in uh, on track.
1: And with any kind of big, huge problem like this, it helps my brain to break it down into smaller pieces. And from what's been when told to me or what I've learned o- over the years from this idea of systematizing is to write things down, right? To have documentation about your procedures, to know your numbers so that we are, you making money or you losing money? Where's the bottleneck? And then you hear a lot about uh, like hiring, like the g- good people, right? Having the right people to fill in the gaps for you. And so do you yourself have a checklist or criteria or a series of buckets such as that? to make sure that we have an autopilot business is there like in your mind is there like a three or four or five steps that are required in order to have a business that
0: you've got to have your checklist first so you need your checklist to say okay what are the steps that we need to do in order to get from this point to that point you need to go to this point and then only when you've done that can you go to this sometimes you can go from here to here and then come back just depending on the process of the particular business that you've got but in our case you need to say okay we need to order to stop we need to pay the rent we need to pay the wages we need to pay all the expenses okay so how are they done they need to be done on these dates so you have a system in place that says okay on this date that date and that date these people need to be paid and if that's in place then it doesn't matter whether you're there you don't have to scratch your head who are going to pay today because if you've got it actually in in place, okay, today I need to pay this person and this person, or do this order, or not actually do that. But you've got somebody who knows that they need to do this and this on that date because you've already told them because you put it into your documentation. Preferably not on a piece of paper, but preferably on some sort of online version where it can't be lost. You might say, well, "Here's the operations manual," but oh, where did it go? Or somebody's ripped a page out of it. So you need know, if you put all those. You put all the information into a, an online an online version of an operations manual, basically it's available to anybody from anywhere and as the business owner, if you need to actually make a, a small amendment to that operations manual because something just comes to your attention, oh we need to do then what you can do just go back in there and basically edit it and it doesn't matter where you are, where you've edited it edited it's a hard word edited it from. That changes is has been implemented. So,
1: David, there, there's that there's that saying: the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And many times, it's easy to say, "I know I should have this checklist with the dates, and I know I should have an operations manual." But it's quite another thing to have the right mindset in order to keep it stupidly simple and write down things that you think are don't even need to be written down, but it does because someone else needs to take over. And there's also that kind of mind block of thinking operations manual. That sounds like a real thick document, or even if it's online, that sounds like a 100 page document. So if someone out there says, I've heard about Michael Gerber and E-Myth, I know I need to systematize, but I'm just, I'm so like overwhelmed at the thought of writing down all these things and going back and revising it. What would you say to someone like that who says, I don't even Nowhere to begin or even wrap my head around this. How do we get into the David Warlow business owner systematizing mindset?
0: A lot of people say, I don't have time to do this. Like, we'd say to that, if you don't have time, you're making a rod for your own back and you will be stuck there forever because the only way that you can get yourself out of a business is to get some other person or system, system or mechanism. It might be an automated website or something like that, depending on what your business is. But you don't, you don't want, if you can't be actually doing the work yourself, because if you're doing the work yourself, there's only so many hours in the day, and you need to do these jobs and these jobs, and you've only got this amount of time, one of those two items is going to disappear, and it won't be done. So the best way to do something like this is, if you can't do it yourself, if you don't have time, you need to get someone to give you a hand, and either do some of the more menial tasks that are taking up most of your time, a higher level task, like do, always do the highest level tasks yourself, ones that people can't do. But then when you have a, ta- you, when you come across a task that you think nobody else can do this, you think, is that really true? Okay, sure. Nobody else can think like I think. Nobody else can think like you think. But if you told me the way that you were going to do it, I could then say, oh, okay, that's, oh, okay. I'll ask these questions or I'll perform. In this manner, you'll put your own spin on it, of course, but once you've done it, once you've got it down, it's there, teach it once, but don't just teach it verbally, teach it in a documented way by either recording it or actually that's probably the best way to actually do a video recording because that way you're actually showing them exactly what it is that you're trying to get them to do. Because if you say, I'll go to the left, they'll say, your left or my left. So you can have confusion there. So if you actually show them on screen or on some sort of video of how it's done, well, then they can do it. Then once they've done, once you've got the person doing that, then you say, okay, it gives me some more time. I can think of something else to systemize. And I can say, okay, I no no longer need to do ordering of this particular product. Or I no no longer need to do the payroll. I can get a payroll person to do the payroll because that's what payroll people are for. Why should you spend your own time doing this and this, which might take... A couple of hours, depending on your size of your, your payroll, of course, but it, it might take some time to actually produce the payroll and make the payment. When you can get somebody else to do the payroll, and then you can just say, oh, yeah, that looks all right. You can authorize it, and then you can make the payment if you're not trusting enough with giving your employees access to your bank accounts, for example. And it was a bit like the old in the old-fashioned days, okay, the clerical people write the checks out but you still sign them.
1: And so the, what's going through my imagination here as we're speaking is in my head, there's just like a big cloud of a business that you're trapped in, right? Let's say the starting point is you're stuck in this business and it, it's just chugging along, it's mediocre. Things have to change, right? Other people need to be involved. There needs to be systems, there needs to be some predictability. And so if someone has this, a big cloud of a business, then maybe the answer is to look at those pieces that could be removed or improved. And everyone talks about this idea of, like higher level or lower level tasks, but that might take a little bit of thinking of what's beneath you and what's above you and what's worth your time and what could you hire someone else to do. And so that that way it doesn't, you don't have to completely hand the business over to someone else. You can say, let me take this little piece out and teach someone else to do this or bring someone else on who doesn't need teaching who already has expertise that can, for example, do the payroll or do this procedure. So that way it can slowly incrementally become what it needs to be. and. And it seems like what we're talking about here is that there, there's these plateaus in our business, right? And we need to maybe go through these short, uncomfortable periods of change, these little sprints in order to get out of the mediocrity. Think about, there, there was a time in your life when you were nervous and you wanted to ask that girl out and it was so scary to do it. But you did it because you wanted to get to something better afterwards. And so it seems like from us talking about this, that's the visuals that are going through my head. And as far as tapping into your mindset. And so I definitely want to get into the story about how you were able to walk away from this business for two weeks. So can you tell us what the business is, why you walked away from it for two weeks and how that went?
0: Okay, business is basically it's a retail. The one we're talking about is a retail shop. It, uh, it sells a variety of things. In this country, we used to call them news agencies. That's the sort of thing in, in the US, you might call it a newsstand, stand, but that's not really true either because it's not a stand as such. It's more like a, a retail premises and it sells a number of things being beans, newspapers, stationery, giftware, tobacco products, and lotteries. Lotteries, of course, and gifts. They're all the, the, the big things. And the way it was a brand new shop that we had to establish, it's been probably 18 months to two years, in the planning stages, and it, it had just got to the point where we were able to take tenancy. The fit outs were all done and we hired some staff and we had our procedures for what each of the staff had to do. And basically the four people who were in, in the day-to-day running of it had plenty of training for before we actually left. And when they were there, you'd show them what to do. You'd document what they had to do. We didn't use videos in this particular case because people were reasonably experienced. And then you're able to say, okay, well, you do this on this day, this on this day, this on this day, and there's your checklist, and they follow through. And And
1: yeah. So in in uh, in some of the you're a very system and process oriented person, but sometimes the systems can go wrong. So in in this newsstand or any of your sort of business ventures, have you had any surprises or setbacks? That you feel like telling us about, because that's what's interesting, right? When something happens and it's unexpected, you have a small failure and have to recover. So was there any sort of like drama that you went through with this new stand or in your business experience that you feel like talking
0: about? The biggest problem we had with this particular project was the the developer of the of the center kept it, 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 it they probably weren't but it, it feels like they kept changing the goal changing the uh, the goalposts of where we had to, what we had to achieve and the design factor and they oh you'd come up with one design and then they say oh no you we don't like that you can't say that or whatever and you'd have to go back again that's the sort of thing that it's a little bit tricky to try and systemize and um that's why you're using you're not trying to do the design yourself because if you were trying to plan the layout and the signage and all that sort of thing. You might say, I think that looks pretty good. And when you submit it, they might say, oh, no, you, you can't do that. You can't say that. We don't like those colors. You need to have this in a, instead of being a one type of finish. You need to have a different type of finish or you need to have a helmet around that or you need to light that or you can't put this here. Uh, all sorts of things like that. That was a bit of an issue. But once again, because you've engaged people to do that work for you, that means that they can be doing all the, Backwards and forwards with the uh, developer. And meanwhile, just giving you a report back, which is a form of outsourcing in itself, too. But it's one of those things, they're, they're like one shots, one, one offs. And if you were building another premises, you'd know, okay, you don't try and liaise. And this is the lesson that you'd learn. You don't try and do it yourself. You engage a designer who is working for you to come up with something that will suit the person who you're trying to have sorted out. In other words, don't try and liage with the developer. Get an intermediary.
1: Interesting that, yeah, that sometimes the solution is to have someone in between you and the source of conflict. And I'm also hearing from you that it's important to, to not be such a control freak. And some things are important, but a lot of things can be compromised or worked with. And that it's really important to tap into that sort of professional mindset, right? Because if you're dealing with people, dealing with contractors, deadlines changing, budgets changing, maybe even the other party being difficult, you need to get the job done, right? And you're you're a professional and you can think these things through and you don't necessarily have to let your ego take over. You don't have to self-sabotage. You don't have to force every last thing to go your way. What's most important is to get Things finished to get the business built, the success of the business, making money, moving on, and making progress.
0: That's right. And then once you've done that, you can move on to the next project.
1: Awesome. And so there's a lot of people that that talk about like business scaling, delegating, but where do you stand out, David? Where are you unique? Do you rise above everyone else out there?
0: Well, I don't know whether I rise above everybody else, but basically, I would say that you need to invest time in your own education so that you can learn if there's a better way to do something or an easier way to do something or a simpler or a cheaper or just a better way. If there's a better way to do it, then somebody may well have discovered it and then you can not copy it, but mimic it. Because if you can do it that way, if you're always uh, uh, attending seminars and conferences and just educating yourself as to, what a better way to do something is that you'll come up with it.
1: I love it. So always be curious, be educating, or be educated. Do the, your research. Be staying up to date on the latest trends because, as you and I both know, David, sometimes you're learning something that you think is maybe unrelated or not important to your business, and you have that flash of insight, or you have that connection, or you see someone in this industry or this other business had this interesting solution. Maybe I could apply that for myself. Maybe like someone else had the same problem and they put the intermediary in the middle of a conflict and they said I can just kind of copy, but not copy that own idea or that own solution from my own business. So if someone out there says, as far as this whole fixing up my business, getting it streamlined, getting it running automatic, so that way I can take that that two week vacation, if they're lo- if they're researching this and they come to the conclusion that David Warlow is the guy, to get their business to the next level, to get them to where they need to go, where does someone find you? Where can they find your website, your books, your training? How can someone contact you?
0: The best place would be to use systems.warlowconsulting.com. Systems.warlowconsulting.com. And what will they find there? In there, you'll find all sorts of things that might help you to perhaps engage us to give you some assistance. If you Feel that's what you need. The documents of uh, videos of all sorts of descriptions telling you what sort of things you should be looking out for. The easy things to, to, to systemize, whether you need to build an offline team, uh, sorry, your team, or whether you need something that's offline or online, all of those. Things.
1: Fantastic. And it's ridiculous to try to reinvent the wheel and start from scratch when many of these things have already been done. So it makes complete sense that someone can look to you for business advice, to see what you've done that's worked and what hasn't worked. And what I like about our conversation here, David, is that you seem to ha- to make things simple, right? You have this, these simple, easy solutions. You don't have some 25-part plan. You say, here is something that can solve your own problems. So in our last couple of minutes of speaking here, with, there's always people talking about business or having solutions, but is there something... That is not discussed enough as far as delegating, systematizing, scaling. What is not being spoken about enough that you just wish had more attention?
0: Too many people are control freaks and they just won't let go. They need to do it all themselves. And those people who just need to do it all themselves, sometimes you just can't help yourself and you can't help them. But if they were to just let go a little bit and Say, okay, well, I don't need to do that. Nobody else, they won't get it wrong. Some things you must say, oh, it's more of an art than a science. If that's the case, okay, go do your painting. But then let the other bits, bit the science, let the, the scientific things, the things that can be documented, do this and this, do those things first, and then you can do your painting, as I call it. Because if you could do the painting, you might find that pleasurable. You might say, Oh, nobody else can design the method to which, where should we? build our next shop that's sort of a thing that that's a high level task you might because you can't really delegate that unless you've got somebody of a similar business acumen level to yourself you might say where's the next best place to put put another business or which market should we target to sell what should we sell let's pick a niche oh what should we sell i don't know oh maybe we should go and pick these things okay if you're going to sell those things where do you want to sell them to so you go pick your markets so by doing it that way not working out how you're going to deliver the product. That's for the other people to do. You need to work out and use your brains to work out where and what and where you're going to do it, not how.
1: I love it. So what I'm hearing from you is that you may be your own bottleneck in your business, and you might think that the business can't survive without you, but it's not going to continue to survive the way that you're currently acting. So the time is now to delegate those lower level tasks, that way you can be freed up for the big picture and for the higher level tasks. That way you can actually steer the ship. That way you're not just going through day after day and just surviving, but you can actually make these hard decisions and do these bigger picture steps and grow your business to what it needs to be by working smarter and not harder. And so the next logical step, the next place to go is Consulting, And we will see you there. And David, as we are completely wrapping up our conversation, do you have a quote or a statement or an action or just a sentence or two to really send us on our way and wrap this up? Anything
0: come to mind? I suggested when you talked about this captain of the ship, the captain of the ship wouldn't have the faintest idea where the on-off switch is. He doesn't know how to start the ship, probably. He doesn't know where to turn the engines on. I don't mean in the control room, but he acts down in the engine room, how do you start the engine? He probably would not have the faintest idea and he doesn't need to because that's not his job. His job is to not steer the ship, but tell the person who steers which way to go.
1: I love it. Do your job, not someone else's. If you're running your company, that's the job that you should be focused on, not twenty other jobs. So if right. you have the wrong job, you want to be in the right job, systems.warlowconsulting.com is the place to go. And thank you, David, for sharing us some good advice, some fun stories. I really appreciate you.
0: Thank you, Robert. Well, it's been a pleasure.